Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I love it. That's my dude. Rich Eisen. He's a terrific communicator. I know. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's no LeBron and there's no Steph Curry and there's no Kevin Durant and there's no Kyrie Irving and there's no James Harden. And these are the shrug emoji NBA playoffs. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests from NFL Films. Greg Cosell, co-host of ESPN's Pardon the Interruption. Michael Wilbon. Actor Nick Turturro. Plus, actor Colin Hanks. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California. Last week of June, last couple of days in a month in the calendar of our year in 2021, in which we will not see any active football. Last three days of a month, and then we'll turn the page. Then we get the Olympics. Then we get the training camp. Then we get the NBA Finals. Then we get the Stanley Cup Final that starts tonight. That's going to be on our mind today on our rundown. We've got lots going on. Chris Brockman, good to see you here on this Monday. What's going on, buddy? Rich, uh, Chris Brockman is very excited. Chris Brockman is here today. Oh, you're going third person? <laughs> well, I think that's the theme of the day, so I was just going to oh, keep it going. Good to see you, Mr. Feller. How are you? Good to see you. I'm good. Hey, T.J. Jefferson, how are you over what there? What do do, Rich? Well, um, you... It's kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to go on the air and talk about um, NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady was also on the shop, so we got a little bit of an idea of what he might have been talking about uh, in the preview that uh, that LeBron tweeted out a, a week ago today about uh, uh, him revealing what appeared to be a team that was interested in him in free agency, and we'll talk about that. That was definitely up there on the list of things to come on the air and talk about today. Um, and then the NBA playoffs hit, as I mentioned. And then our uh, colleague Dan Patrick had an interview with Scottie Pippen about 45 minutes ago that is going to set everything on its ear today, that's for sure. We'll get to that in a second, since we are taking this from Dan Patrick's show every single day on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 211. We say also good day to our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio listeners and streamers on Odyssey as well. And those who might be listening to us later on our uh, podcast, available on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Uh, I thought that the Hawks had a legitimate shot to win this uh, uh, championship. And um, Trey Young had 35 points entering the fourth quarter uh, yesterday and scored just three. That's it. Because he hurt his ankle. And if his, his ankle's hurt, he said it's sore, and that'll be, that's all she wrote. In, like, the freakest way possible, too. You know, backpedals into the referee on the sideline. So we call a rap. 
That's a wrap. If he um, cannot perform anywhere close to the proverbial 100%, he said he was sore, and who knows, he's a young guy, and maybe he'll rebound. If he doesn't, then that's it. Then the Bucks will eventually win two more and then move on. And Chris Middleton, once again, is uh, after uh, what he did in game one, where he shot six of 23, and it was an outlier, quite frankly, of his performances in these playoffs. What he is doing is turning himself into a bona fide end-of-game closer. That's what he is. And maybe it's born out of opportunity that he hears knocking because it's his time. And maybe it's uh, born out of opportunity because the Bucks can't give their MVP player the basketball with the last three minutes to go because he'll just get hacked and then dribble the ball 15 times before shooting it after 20. And it's something that doesn't benefit the Bucks to give the ball to Giannis in the last two minutes of the game. And Drew Holiday, uh, nice stat line with the assists. He had 6-4-12, and 12, two steals, two blocks, so he was all over the place. But it was Middleton going 15-26, 11 rebounds, three assists shy of a triple-double. Giannis 33-11, and 11. Trey Young getting hurt, the Hawks already being banged up, Bogdanovich being on half of a, a lower uh, body, and um, this thing is getting the sense that it is the Bucks year in the Association Eastern Conference. Two more to go. Bucks 113, Hawks 102. One of the things that we'll be keeping an eye on over the next few days is Trey Young's ankle. And then in the other series, the Suns and the Clippers. Clippers trying to do what is very difficult. I, I hadn't seen it going into the game, and I was prepared to see it maybe coming out. How many... NBA playoff teams have begun an NBA playoffs digging out of an 0-2 hole three consecutive times to start their playoff campaign. That's what the Clippers needed to do. I don't know how many teams have ever been in an 0-2 hole three. I don't know, you know, very very rarely do teams make it three levels in a playoff campaign. Being down 0-2. Let alone being <laughs> yeah. down 0-2 yeah. in all three and yeah. then coming out of an 0-2 hole in all three. So they're still down two games now after four as opposed to just two. And, you know, that was like Eastern Conference basketball since the last dance is on everyone's mind today. You know, that 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 had the feel of a of a Pistons Bulls or a Pistons Knicks or a Bulls Knicks or mid nineties game. You know, like Pat Riley's out there telling Anthony Mason to start hacking people and like that, you know, and Lambeer and Mahorn. It had a feeling of that, you know. The offenses were somewhat stagnant. Reggie Jackson's terrific, man. He is a fun player to watch, and and clearly he's the one who has stepped his game up considerably with Kawhi being out still in his luxury suite, mm -hmm. where I'm assuming he definitely gets first dibs at the third quarter, second half, <laughs> apple cart, dessert cart that goes around in Staples. We've said it over and over again. The dessert cart at Staples is, is uh, second, second to none. To none. Second, second to none. none. Yeah, yeah. So... um and Chris Paul uh, did a lot of dribbling. I'm not going to lie. He just does a, does a lot of dribbling, and the, the offense has just got really stagnant in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but the Suns made the shots, and and uh, somehow, some way, the Clippers never led in that game. And then it got down towards the end, where um, Cameron Payne is dribbling and. Batum knocks the ball out of bounds and it's ruled Suns basketball. 
And after further review, it sure looked like Batum hit the ball and it rolled off of Payne's fingertips and out of bounds. And, you know, with the Clippers needing a free throw from either Paul George to make one, he did miss one, very crucial, or a free throw that Terrence Mann should have gotten at the free throw line because there was an and one that wasn't called, or what have you, that was a crucial possession right there. Mm -hmm. And I think, after further review, the fact that the NBA did not buzz in, if that's the way it works, you know, and the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, were out of challenges to use one in a very smart way to get Devin Booker fouled out of the game. Where it was an and one called for Booker after further review. Actually, it's an offensive foul. He's out. So I think the reason why the league didn't stop, although I didn't read the pool report if it was asked of the officials, is because of the way game two ended. And it took a half an hour to play 90 seconds. Ooh. And it took 11 minutes to play 0.9 seconds. And one of the reasons why it took a half an hour before the last 11 minutes spanned 0.9 actual playing seconds was because of the Pat Beverly out-of-bounds play. And I think the league decided if it looks like what it looks like, that was out-of-bounds on the Clippers for the first, what, 50 years of NBA basketball that now we're just not going to stop to parse everything out like it's the last second of the Zapruder film. They're not going to do that in the last 90 seconds. I think the way game two ended caused the NBA to just move on, play on. That's so ridiculous. and, And if that's the case, that was my, that's the way I'm sitting there reading it. I'm like, why not stop the game for this when you stopped it for that same exact play. Exact play. On Beverly on Booker in game two. It's the same thing. Why aren't you looking at, well, Batum knocked it out of bounds and it rolled off of Payne's fingertips. Why are we not looking at that? And if you are handling the end of the game through review and that process differently between games two and four of a playoffs, that's a problem. That's a problem. But the bigger Clipper problem is they just couldn't put the ball in a hole. I mean, you know, they couldn't they couldn't throw it in the ocean from three point line. You know, look, I mean, look at that. Paul George, five of twenty, and Reggie Jackson, eight of twenty four. I mean, those are those are easy math numbers to do right there. Zubach is playing his head off. They don't have anybody else to to deal with DeAndre Ayton, who is a beast. He's a beast. I mean, they got a big problem, and it looks like Suns and uh, and Bucks are coming our way. Looks like Suns and Bucks are coming our way, and it could be it's the closeout game for the Suns tonight. And um, that'll be something interesting to watch as well. Just so disappointing, man. Like, you know, as a Clippers fan, I've just since I've been on the show, I've talked about our bad luck and our history. And you finally get to a point where it looks like we actually might have the best team, and then you lose your best player, one of the best players on the planet Earth, and he's sitting in street clothes. And it's just, man, it was just, it's frustrating. It's well, frustrating to watch. That's been the theme of this whole playoffs, though, in a, in a weird way, unfortunate way with the, you know, the Lakers and the Nets. They looked like yeah, they were everyone. on a collision course kind of the whole year. And then, you know, bang, bang. It's, it is disappointing. Because you're, you're a fan yeah. of that team. And, 
you know, other, you know, obviously Bucks and Suns fans are ecstatic. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, you know, too bad today. So, so yeah. and then. Scotty Pippen uh, went on Dan Patrick's show before this one, and Dan asked him to, you know, uh, expand a little bit on what Scotty told, was it GQ earlier this week? GQ, yeah. GQ. That the famed Eastern Conference semifinal in the 1994 uh, calendar year when Jordan's out, and we in New York City were thinking this is the Knicks moment to get past the Bulls, and uh, Knicks up by one in Chicago Stadium. I mean, this is it, man. This is it. This is finally it. We're going to shut Gary Glitter the hell up. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> yeah, right. And this is... I thought this is about it, man. And then, of course, Tony Kukoc, of all people, takes the final shot, and Pippen won't even get off the bench. And I'm thinking, this is incredible. This is this is incredible. Pippen is is in full mutiny, and Tony Kukoc is the guy that we're going to have to beat now. And of course, he makes the shot. On that, give me the shot. <laughs> makes the shot. Takes the shot. Cash. I remember thinking that. Holy shit. I don't want to curse, but um, and Scotty told GQ that it was racially motivated to choose the white coup coach over him. And Dan uh, connected those dots and flat out asked Pippen if he's calling 11 ring Phil Jackson, the Red Holtzman, Nick, tapestry of a team, Phil Jackson, um, a guy who played on those Red Holtzman, Nick's teams, be calling him a racist. This. Because by saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I well, think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach open it up, and now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. Well, it feels like he's disloyal. I don't know if that makes him a racist. Well, that's your yeah. way of putting it out, and I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practices with him. Uh, you're looking for him afar. I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, Dan kept pushing um, and then pointed out about how Phil once had Michael pass the ball to Steve Kerr right, to win one. And um, pointed out how NBA television cameras were in the huddle, hearing Michael basically accede to that. And Phil and uh, Scotty told Dan that that was all a setup. That Jordan knew that the cameras were there and he was in control of them and set that up. It was weird. Part of that interview with Dan and and Scotty Pippen this is the only way to put it. I wasn't in the locker room at all 
clearly. I was covering the team. We didn't hear anything like that. And for all those years, it was discussed that Scotty was just upset with his contract, right? And upset that Coach was being brought in and and that Coach had a, a had the moment. That's what the last dance Honestly, kind of made us think. Was, uh, that's exactly. kind of what we've all kind of thought for years. Uh, again, like Scotty pointed out, we weren't there. We have no idea. We're looking at it from afar and things that we've kind of gleaned over the last 25 years. Like, who knows? Said that Jordan's uh, departure for baseball was selfish. Oh, boy. Those uh, reunions that are going to be set up, uh, that we ever thought maybe set up for uh, years from now, right? Everybody going to get back together and kumbaya? Some point he said he hasn't talked to Mike in no, a long no, that's time. That's the end of so, that. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what Phil's going to have to say. He's going to have to put out a statement here, don't you think? He's going to have to respond, or he'll just let it let it sit there. I don't know who's going to be being called one? a racist by one of the top fifty players of all time. Who's going to be the was, one to text Phil like, "Hey, did you hear what Scotty said?" Today? I'm sure there's many people. Yeah. I'm sure there are many people. Well, I've something to set up and uh, and and uh, I. And ask Michael Wilbon. And of course, everybody should check it out on Peacock and Dan's full interview with him. It's going to be sitting out there. Colin Hanks is going to be joining us on this program. Um, Before him, our first guest, top of the next hour, is uh, going to be um, uh, Greg Cosell. Because John Facenda, the voice of NFL Films, was announced today that he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as the 2021 winner posthumously of the Pete Rozelle TV and Radio Award. One of those moments like, wait a minute, he's not in yet? No, he's not in. And I I poked around NFL Films to see who there, that's currently there, worked with John Facenda, who died in the early 80s. And Greg Cosell is the last current employee of NFL Films to have worked with John Facenda. Wow. And so we'll have him spin a couple yarns about him. And he also filled in for Peter King for the MMQB. So um, it's always interesting chatting with Greg Cosell. And then in our number three with the Stanley Cup starting tonight and the Montreal Canadiens visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning trying to win two in a row back-to-back Cups. Uh, Colin Hanks, a diehard fan of the Los Angeles Kings, who is always ready to tell you the story about the 1993 Stanley Cup final, the last time the Canadian were in the Stanley Cup final. And the Kings were up one games to none and were about to go up 2-0 when Jacques Demare, the Canadian coach, called over Kerry Frazier and the rest of the officials on the ice there in Montreal to say, check out Marty McSorley's stick. He It is illegal. They checked out the stick. McSorley gets put in a box. They score one with mere ticks left on the clock because they pulled the goalie, Patrick Water, to have a 6-4 man advantage and then won in overtime and then won the Stanley Cup and Kings fans were cursing at the Montreal Canadian. and apparently a curse was placed on the entire hockey-loving nation of Canada because, as the L.A. Kings will, fans will point out, a Canadian team has not won the Cup since that 93 team. Yeah, And Montreal is now back in and in advance of Game 1 tonight. We'll figure out if Colin, come on. 
And then, Chris, with all this NBA talk, yes, sir. allows me to avoid the fact that I don't follow baseball any longer. <laughs> and the Yankees got swept in Boston and uh, looked totally sleepwalking doing it. They got spanked. Their equipment truck banged into the Fenway Park garage leaving there and got stuck. There it is on your screen. Right there. That's it. That's it. Right there. It's like the it's like the worst outtake from the town of all time. Not great. The worst caper ever. Can't even escape with your tail between your legs. And the Yankee 2021 season is officially a five alarm fire, meaning the building is fully involved. Everybody in the building involved in this disastrous mediocrity of a season, which is, you know, better than others, but not when you are the Yankees with how much money you spend and the expectation level being what it is. And I figured who better to talk about it than somebody who texts me in the same manner in which he tweets, which is all caps filled with profanity. (laughs) And I asked him if he'll come on in studio. Um, and uh, and keep it as PG-13 as he possibly can. I don't mean Paul George. Uh, the great Nick Taturo will be here All right. to wrap up the show. Fantastic. And then you throughout, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What do you think of what Scottie Pippen had to say and all, everything that we set the table for on this three-hour program? But when we come back, Tom Brady uh, on the shop with LeBron and Maverick Carter and Chelsea Handler and a whole bunch of others and Draymond Green, the soundbite that we only heard three seconds about was played in full. And everybody's still wondering which team he's referring to as a free agency possibility until they pulled out and then kept the MFR that he thought he could easily replace at quarterback. <laughs> and I've got a team that few people are mentioning. How about that? Is my target for that. That's coming up next here on this Monday show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
I got Favre on the next hour, John. Um, what was it like in that Super Bowl? Uh, John, you're laughing already. Give me a good Favre story. What do you got for uh, me? Come on, John. Uh, you what know, you I love me? the guy. You know, there are so many Brett Favre stories. And, and the thing is, you know, he always used to kill me when we're over there in the Pro Bowl. And he used to kill me for my walk. Um, huh. he, had, he had me totally pegged when it came down to how I walked. And so he, he spent a lot of time walking around the swimming pool when we had a break at the Pro Bowl. And, Showing that uh, the move that, that how I walked and so, but it was a very good imitation. What was it? Way. What was it? You got you had the sachet. I don't know what, well, I, what was it. Pigeon toe. No, you know, you know, stick my rear end out and pigeon toe and waddle <laughs> up there. So it, it was a little overdone, but uh, I'm sure it was. Uh, it got a good laugh every time he did it. Well, you had to deny him a Super Bowl. You had to deny him that, John. You know. <laughs> That had to come well, down to that. You know what? They we snuck up on him. You know they're defending champs, and they had a great football team. But we had a great day. We were able to run the football and really kind of keep them off the field. And he, you know, even so, they were still in the football game till late. And and uh, you know, so we were fortunate. Uh, they had a great football team, but we're able to finally get over the hump. And you know, I appreciate him saying, you know what? And I remember him saying that if he was going to lose to anybody, he wanted to. It's fine losing to me, which I know it still hurt losing, but, uh, you know, made me feel good that, uh, you know, that he said that. And so I've always had a great deal of, you know, respect for Brett, what he's been as a football player in this league and also his personality. And, and uh, you know, he's just a, a great, a great, a, a lot of fun to be around. That said, he shot a 79 yesterday when he played golf. You could take him there, right, John? Easy. 79, yeah. Well, he's moving up. He's getting closer. I didn't remember him being that good, so he must be uh, – Working on a little bit. How much candy? How much candy would you? Last night we haven't played golf. We haven't played golf together for twenty years, and so I'd like to make sure that he knows. Like to get together, play some golf. How much candy would you have to give him? How much on the course? Seventy nine. Does that? Does he usually shoot in the seventies or? I don't know. I don't know. I asked him. I probably have to give him a couple shots aside. I would think. So are you scratched? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Are you scratched, John? Or you don't want to say it in public because you don't want to give it out? So what you're saying? I haven't been playing. My, my my handicap says I'm a one. So that is such a flex. I'm right. I mean, good I, lord. Throws that out. You got Lombardi trophies at home. You I got... admit it to sound that way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Happy 61st birthday to the Duke of Denver. John Elway. Happy birthday, John Elway. Right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Rich Eisen Show back here on our radio show with our Peacock family. It's John Elway's 61st birthday. And you have a poll question based off of that? I have an idea. I saw this on the way in, and I was thinking about it. We've got three heavy hitters. Who is the greatest sports person's athlete to wear number seven? Okay. Elway. Yes. The Mick. Mickey yes. Mantle? Yes. Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Number seven. Those are the three I got. The, be- the best basketball one we had was Pistol Pete. All due respect, he's not on the level of those three guys, so I don't want him to get milk. Out of respect for the pistol. Out of respect to the pistol? Uh, got another one out there? Throw it my way. I mean, uh, the current three-time Super Bowl participant, two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback of your Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, he will get milk compared to Mickey Mantle and Cristiano Ronaldo and John Elway. But I just have to mention Ben Roethlisberger. He's I mean, easily one of the most of, of, the, of this century famous number seven wearers. 
It's fine. I asked him before he got drafted why he wore seven. I think it was Bond for 007. Was it for the number of walking boots he had in his Nicely closet? Nicely done, or a- ice bags. Shoulder straps, I got it. I know you bags. love, okay. you love right. carpet on Big Ben. By the way, still going at it. Still uh, going at it. Yeah, we'll see how this year goes for Ben. Mm-hmm. More wins this year. Steelers, Patriots, who do you take? Patriots, hands down. Oh. Hands down. Easier really? Di- easier division. Really? Easier division. Easier division. The, the North is better than the East. The East has an NF, an AFC yeah. championship game And that's the only other good team. I mean, the North- what, do you, what do you call the Dolphins? Dolphins aren't a good team? Dolphins are a good team. Are they... Do they have a major question mark at quarterback? Who are you taking? Are you taking the Dolphins or are you taking the Browns? I'd rather have the, I'd rather have the Browns. Okay. Who are you taking? The Bills or the Steelers? The Bills. Okay. Who are you taking? The Patriots or the Ravens? The Patriots. <laughs> so who's the better division? The North. Mm. Does this make sense? What we're having a conversation right now. <laughs> the I mean, North I turn to you. I turn to you. <laughs> I will say this. Right. He's a fan of his team, and he's going to ride with him. Right. Yes. But like when I say something like that, all of a sudden Cowboys fans are the worst fans I'm ever. Also well, and, and stuff. But, like, and my point is, I don't have a problem with you saying that. See, you just jumped on me when I was trying to have your back. Um, Well, it took a while getting there. Well, that's what I do. Can I I point out that he's riding for his squad? Can I I point out the difference here? First of all, I'm all for you. Um, This is where I know that you are growing as a broadcaster, certainly on this show, Mm -hmm. having, you know, been exposed to what this show is all about for the last seven years. Making it about yourself. I'm very proud. <laughs> I ask you for some form of adjudication. Like Rich, you break the tie is, here and you make it about yourself. That I was very impressive. And I'm, in the si- I'm, kind of, I'm kind of tearing up. I'm, get, I'm getting for Clem here. This ain't a new so, thing. So, but different difference between what you just said the, and the, the, the Cowboys and the Patriots fans is the, yes, we, whenever you and all Cowboy fans, pound the table for the Cowboys and say you're going to ride with your team. We all have a great good time with that because there are people like Kyler Murray who call your team ass because that's the only thing they've known about your team and they've been on the planet over two decades. That's the problem. Okay, The Cowboys haven't done jack squat in terms of winning championships over the last quarter century. It's tough for Cowboys fans to swallow. In the same way... You're that, a Jets fan, right? I, 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 but I, no, no, I have nothing... I, I'm no, no, not sitting I, here... I'm, when I say... When I say you, when you say you ride or die with your team, uh, you're riding with your team. I die with my team. Okay, that's the difference between all of us here. You ride or die... I just die. There is no or. There's an occasional ride, that's and the ride thing, actually. The that's ride a, that's actually. No, the ride is actually like the type of ride that they, you know, take more of the wig man on. You know, like, hey, let's get in the car, let's all go hang out, and then you get one so, in the neck. Brock, that's what the neck. That's, that's, and... that's what the jet. That's what the jet ride is. Okay, but Patriot fans, what are going to have to deal with, and. They really didn't have to deal with it last year because it was just assumed Brady's gone. They they didn't have the team for Brady anyway, which is part of the reason why he left. And it was a weird you know year. all that, like you could just cough it up last year. So they didn't have to deal with this last year. But now this year will be another year of what are you talking about? Like so, yeah, you ride and die with your team like that because yeah, six championships. 
in the Brady-Belichick era. Now Brady's gone. What are you going to do now? Yeah, you don't have the guy. You're going to have to deal with that. We might have the guy. That's coming. Oh, you might. <laughs> who's that? Mac Jones? Might are you have, all in? Might have the guy. You're all in on him? Because when you drafted oh, wait him. Wait a second. You were. Yeah. No. When I came no. back from Cleveland. I, I, oh, my God. When I, I came back from Cleveland. I said we might have the guy. Well, oh, no. But we're but not going to know oh. until he gets out there, which hopefully is not this year because Cam is awesome. Now I turn to you again, TJ. Not to make this about way, yourself. I, that is not a new stance. I oh. have said that the entire time. Oh. Oh. What are you talking about? Excuse me. When we I came back from Cleveland, back. when I came back from Cleveland, you definitely didn't have the guy. You didn't have the guy. No, I said it was. I said it was a dumb pick because yeah. they re-signed Cam. I mean, yeah, that was that was his stance. He was like, "If you're going to re-sign, if you're going to sign a quarterback, don't re-sign Cam." That was my whole stance. Yeah, my but whole you, thing. you you had to re-sign Cam first because you didn't know if you were going to be able to draft the quarterback. You had to have you had to have your Cam in your hand before you go for the quarterback and the draft. Well, push. Then why'd they sign Hoyer? Like, oh, because you can't quit him. Right. <laughs> a cam it's like broke back quarterback. Yeah. They can't quit him. <laughs> they can't quit Hoyer. Honestly, I mean, if they, Hoyer, Hoyer, look it up. If does Hoyer have children? Because Stephen Belichick's going <laughs> to hire him. That's the way it goes. I don't know if Hoyer has kids. <laughs> One day, Stephen Belichick, head coach so. of the Patriots, is going to talk about Brian Hoyer's hey, kid. he's got two boys. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how old they are, but they have a job one day with Stephen Belichick. Either on the field or in the front office? Somewhere. <laughs> so what, right, what are we talking about? What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> you had a question. It was born out points. of Big Ben not being worthy to be included in the poll question. Oh, yeah. That's which then morphed point. into... So who are you going to take? More wins this year, Steelers or Patriots? He's like, definitely Patriots because we play in the easier division. And I'm like, wait a minute. How is the AFC East easier than the AFC North? I know that three teams made the playoffs out of the AFC North last year, but the AFC East is not to be slept on anymore. And then he talked about how terrific the Patriots are, which makes a point about how tough that division is. I didn't say they did were I terrific. Miss, did I, did I, yes, did I miss yes, any yes, steps no, here? Yes, you did miss it. I just I retraced all they, our steps. I did not say they were terrific. I said they would have a better 2021 than the Steelers, Okay, which is what the question was. Yeah, that, I mean, and you were pretty adamant about that. Settle down just a little bit. Thank you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Jones. At Rich Eisen Show, what's the better division in 2021? Mm-hmm. AFC North, AFC East. And who's the all-time great number seven? Elway, Mickey Mantle, Ronaldo. At Rich Eisen Show. NFC. Someone be someone on Twitter, Brockman. Oh, do <laughs> do Tim Legler's uh, eyebrows wear number seven like Ronaldo? <laughs> Ronaldo had a free kick yesterday. Did you watch any of like, Portugal? No, I missed Belgium it. Game I heard it was terrific. Terrific game. One nothing. Belgium uh, moved on. One nil. Excuse me. Yes. They Ronaldo had a free kick late in the game, and they the camera shot was so tight on him, and all I could think about and look at were his eyebrows. eyebrows. They're because impressive. you just won't stop bringing up <laughs> they're Tim Legler and compared to they're him. incredible. I don't know who does his eyebrows, but it is something very impressive. What can I tell you? He missed. By the way, not with his, his eyebrows were spot on. No, they were though. spot on. Yeah, they, were spot they were perfect. <laughs> Like the the hair in the American Werewolf in London. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've ever heard anyone's eyebrows get this much love. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so Tom Brady. Yes, let's talk about Tom Brady on the shop on HBO. Right. Good episode. After the break, let's take a break because I just want to make sure I'm I'm going to give this enough time, and also because there is a team that's not being mentioned about as a possibility. 
a significant possibility. I think this is the team he's referring to, and not many people are saying that, and that's a fact. That's next on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show and your phone calls. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Jay, the floor is yours to crow about your Montreal Canadien, the oh, wow. Les Habitants. Les Habitants, this, yeah. You are Ottawa-born and bred? Yeah, yeah Ottawa-born, Montreal-bred. Do you get to talk much hockey with folks like Rogan and uh, James Franco and I mean, I mean, haters on your show, right? Bill Haters I, I on your show? I think you know the answer to that Fred question. Armisen? Is Fred yeah. Armisen a big... Uh... Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, none, 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 none of them. There's, uh, There are... Um, Precious few conversations to be had, except for the fact is we showed our show in Toronto. Um, so okay. I'm, I'm in the heart of Leaf Nation. Um, so the- as a Montreal expat, that's uh, there's no better place to be. Um, <laughs> just watching the inevitable collapse of every single Toronto sports franchise. Uh, it's it's the reason I get up in the morning. <laughs> let me let me put it to you this way, sure, like, Jay. Montreal fans, if you ask them, would you rather the Habs win the Stanley Cup or the Leafs finish dead last and it mm-hmm. was one or the other, I think it'd be 50-50. Like, when when the Habs had our 100th really? anniversary, did this thing called uh, uh, the Centennial uh, uh, Centennial Plaza where you got mm-hmm. to buy a brick and get it engraved and uh, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I ordered mine. And uh, like a month after I, I ordered it, I got a call. I said, hi, Jay, so so for the Montreal Canadiens. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, we're calling about the uh, brick you order for Centennial Plaza. I was like, yeah. They said, did you did you really think we could engrave Toronto on that thing? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like I, I said, uh, oh, well, you got to give me love for trying. And the guy goes, do you really think you're the only one? <laughs> so, so that tells you how petty we are in Montreal. <laughs> We're celebrating so you 100, 100 filled, years. You filled out paperwork, <laughs> either online or actual paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Wrote out the F word. Go Habs, go Toronto. Jay Baruchel. <laughs> and sent it in to see money. if it could fly. With my credit card number. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's just like, you know, it's not it's not nice. It's 100th and We have this beautiful history to, yeah. to, to, to share, you know, to draw upon. We have more Stanley Cups. We're the second winningest franchise in global sports history. Look at us. Um, yeah. yeah, honestly, it's just, I think only the Yankees beat us. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but still, given half a chance, all any of us wanted to see was <laughs> Ah, yes. The spite of sports. <laughs> that's what keeps New England going. Literally, that's the economic engine for the uh, the region of New England is the spite, spite? of sports. Yeah. 
spite of sports, sports spite. I think it would be a good documentary, just documenting the, sp- say, the spite of, of sports. Instead of, what was Tom Brady and Strahan's, like, love of sport or something? Oh, or no. Or whatever they're saying. The religion of sports. Religion, religion of sport. Yeah. We could do spite of sport. That, well, spite is a religion of sports. Yeah. It's technically, you know, that and sloth, right? Sloth? Yeah. Right, sure. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. We'll take your phone calls in a second. So... It was one week ago today, I believe, where LeBron and the rest of um, his um, social media teams and um, compatriots uh, on the HBO show uh, The Shop, where he and Maverick Carter are sitting in a barbershop setting and everybody just tells the truth. And Tom Brady appears. And there was a teaser in which it does appear that he's talking about his free agency tour of 2020, in which he refers to a team that he was was interested in him in the free agency, and then eventually they they dropped out, and he said, are you really you're going on with that MFR? Referring to some quarterback in the NFL as, as uh, a bad name, a very bad word, <laughs> very colloquial word. 12-letter bomb. Colloquial. And um, so Friday night, it's time to find out. Now, we sensed he would not name a team, right? Like, we just knew that he wasn't going to name the team, like, flat out, come out. And he, he, my sense of it is that he wasn't even going to be talking about his free agency. I was wrong about that. Like, clearly, he was referring to his free agency tour. So, you all know where he wound up and what he did when he got there. But put it all together, and how many breadcrumbs did he leave for us? Not many either. Here is the soundbite in full. Tom Brady on the shop on HBO. There was a story in free agency. One of the teams, they were interested, and all of a sudden they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Tom probably had no desire to go to that team, but now it's like, why don't you want me? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I look back, I'm like, I just don't. Way would have went to that team. <laughs> but they said they didn't want me, and I know what that means. I know what that feels like, and I'm going to you up because of that. <laughs> now, that's Brady un, unfettered, unfiltered, unplugged, to use the old MTV phrase, right? That's Brady unplugged. He is out of Fs and MFs to give. It's over. He's done with it, and... And, you know, it, you could see that his seventh championship and his first without Belichick and first with a coach that doesn't, you know, care how many media appearances he makes or what he says. Go for it. That wasn't the case in the last 20 years. Certainly after he won a championship with his coach and previous organization of the last 20 years. That's why it took him two decades to show up on Howard Stern, right? Right. And um, you could see that Tom's feeling it. And he is soaking in all of the GOAT status, as well he should. He has earned it. But this is out of character for him to refer to another quarterback as an MFR and leaving all of us to play sleuth here. Because he knows that we'll do that. I mean, he's clearly a aware of what he says and when he says it and how it's going to be viewed when he says it, when he also said on the shop that 90% of the stuff that he says in his press conferences are all, you know, not revealing anything. Like, and that's something that he did pick up from New England that he does continue to do because he does understand 
about news cycles and how you can feed them and how you can also put those news cycles and those fires out. He understands it. So he knows when he's saying this sort of thing, and he gives LeBron and Mav Carter and the crew there at the shop exactly what they're looking for, which is real talk. Because that's the sort of talk that I hear from players and coaches and general managers and owners referring to other teams and other, when, when they're off the record. They do refer to other people colloquially, you know, other situations. They're a very chatty bunch. So that right there is some unfiltered, true, raw material that I hear all the time in the NFL and is so rare to hear on television, let alone from somebody like Brady. Now then, who is it? Who is it? And you're hearing so many different team names. You're hearing so many different ones. We know it's not the Los Angeles Chargers because they were the team that was in it all the way to the end, right? They were the ones who sent out the tweet, we're not... Tom and I, Tom, Tom and I, we and Tom are not going to be a team. And that's when it's just like, oh God, so then what's it going to be? And then it came out, he's going to the Bucks like five minutes later. That's the way it all happened a couple of marches ago. Right. So it can't be the Los Angeles Chargers that they weren't interested. They were interested all the way to the end. And so the MF or can't be Terod Taylor, who was that quarterback at the time. I mean, they wanted him. They were ready to go. But Tom said he wanted to go east. He wanted to stay east. So let's use that now as a template if that's what what's to be believed even though he said 90 percent of the stuff that he says is just to cover tracks and hide the true intention and feelings so all that said maybe that's the 10 percent that's true he doesn't want to stay east could the raiders have been that team he's referring to Derek carr in that manner possibly i believe that more than the saints and i've we say this with all due respect. I think our friend Jeff Darlington says it's, it's the Saints. I and he's got a ton of contacts. He's got his ear to the ground, and I I don't discount what he's thinking or hearing. I just I that's not my sense of it. That's not my belief that he's not referring to Drew Brees in that manner. He's just not. Like you were sticking with <laughs> Drew Brees. I I don't think he would refer to Drew Brees in that manner at we're, all. We're also assuming at we're all. also assuming that this. MF is a derogatory term. It is, because it is. It's no, a derogatory but, term. But maybe in the way that Brady's using it, it's kind of a joking thing. No, like, I huh, think the way like that... Like, instead of calling him your buddy, you're calling him, ha, my, my no, mf -er. No, you're saying, like, I can't believe, like, you're telling me you're no longer interested in me and you're sticking with that guy who is who doesn't have the ability to hold his jock. That okay. is absolutely the manner in which he is saying it, but, and that's the way we're taking it. But nobody can hold Brady's jock. Like, that's kind of the point. Like, he's one of one. Yeah, but he still has respect enough for, like, Rodgers and Breeze and other fellow um, goats, I believe. Like, maybe, maybe uh, not. I, <laughs> but I guess you could, then, Chris, with that attitude, then you could believe anybody could be the person that he's referring to. I mean, yeah, he's not going to go only on a handful HBO. Of, there were only a handful of teams that were actually So you in think the mix, it's the though. Saints? I don't think it's, I don't think you can rule it out. Well, like, obviously. I'm just, I guess, putting it in a pecking order. I'm just saying an East Coast team with a chance to win the Super Bowl, that would be the Saints. Well, they're, not, they're in the Gulf South. They're not on the East Coast. What are you talking about? Eastern time zone. I mean, I, I, look, are we starting that again? I don't mean to bog us down here, but... <laughs> 
Because honestly, you could you could refer to anything in in any way if you're not believing them. Like you have to believe that that's yes. a derogatory term okay, before we even continue it, this venture. On here. the quote, though, he said it kind of jokingly. I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm just willing to give Brady the benefit of the doubt that maybe that's a term of endearment that he uses for some of his close friends. Shocking. I, I okay. I'll place that aside. Oh, I don't. Okay. I, that's not All the right. way I'm viewing it. I'm viewing it as okay. it's a very derogatory term, and that he actually says, "I'm going to f you up when I see you next time." <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm putting it all together, and I'm saying that he was not pleased that this team essentially told him at the end, "We're no longer interested in you." But also, by that vein, wouldn't that fit the Saints since he went to the Bucks and they're in the same division? No, because the the the, the Saints were were kicking the tires on Breeze, and I think Breeze was coming back. Okay. I don't believe this. The Saints. I don't believe it's them. And I don't believe it's the Bears either. How does that sound? Because if he's going to screw you up and he's going to come, you know, F you up, he's not going to forget how many downs there were against <laughs> them the next time he sees them. True. You know, although part of that was because he wasn't being protected in that game. Khalil Mack was all over his grill and in his lap. I don't think it's the Bears either. You know? I, I just get that sense that it's not Chicago and it's not the Saints. That's my spidey sense on it. Because they were both also central time zones. Does he really want to play in the freezing cold? I don't think he wanted to go there anyway. I don't think he thought that that was ready to ready made for him, similar to what Tampa was. It seemed like he was done with the cold and all the weather. Here's the one that I think it is. Because it matches a quarterback that he feels would not be in his area code, let alone jock carrying despite how well he's played over the last couple of years do you remember chris before the pandemic brady and edelman were at a syracuse basketball game i do remember that do you remember what they were doing at that syracuse basketball game they were on a phone they were on remember the phone who's, remember remember who they were on the phone with i, I do remember that remember who yeah. they were facetiming with and they're it was supposedly much ado about nothing they're facetiming with mike vrabel that's the one East Coast. Interesting. Not too far from New England, actually closer. They interested. They were absolutely interested. There's no question the Titans were interested. There's no question in my mind that that mm-hmm. FaceTime call had to have something to do with what, you know, just checking in, just saying hi. Oh, really, Edelman, you're, 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 oh, <laughs> you're hey. here too. Oh, yeah. wow, you guys are at the, the basketball game. What are you doing there? Right. Oh, I think I just saw you on TV. Let me just FaceTime you guys just as a friend. <laughs> I think it's the Titans. And that they made a decision they're going to stick with Tana. Yeah. He played very well. They were going to sign him to a free agent deal. And it's going to be their guy for a long time to come. Not somebody that's going to be year to year, potentially. And I think Brady was interested in kicking the tires on Vrabel. I think for sure. Everybody keeps forgetting the Titans because we just like that bright, shiny object that he was MFing Jimmy Garoppolo or or Foles or, you know, Trubisky or or in your case, you know, Drew Brees. Maybe. I think it's the Titans. You know who it's not. I don't have. I don't have. I don't have any. You know, rock solid evidence. I just have a gut. I, I have what other people in the league are saying and feeling and thinking. That's just the way I've. I've been well, putting all the pieces together. I mean, logically, I guess it fits. When his book comes out, it'll be in there. I don't know about that. Brady's book, you mean? Why? No, why wouldn't it be in there? 
I don't know. See, when you he write a book, as you know, Rich, because of you being a published author yourself, I mean, yeah. you're going to go no, on these media I, tours I, and I, you're going to spill all the tea. But what's the point for that? A book? I don't know. I think his all his tea's going to be spilled in the same way that Jordan did his last dance. Brady's going to have his ten part documentary. All right, well, like, that's the, the way I view it. It'll be I, in I, or, or, or part four of the, the only book that I think he's going to talk about. <laughs> the only book he'll put out there is the book oh. that promotes his TB twelve system. Yeah, yeah. TB twelve. You know, two, I don't think three. he's going to write down or have you know somebody ghostwrite his history. I just don't. I don't know. But I guess we're all. But the, the team, that, conjecture the right team now. that, I mean, a Vrabel, former teammate, but the team that knocked him out and ended his reign in New England, he's going to go join them now? Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's tight with Mike, right? Nothing personal. Yeah, nothing personal. And they had a team that could actually win. We, we, when the Titans were mentioned as a possibility for Breda, I don't think anybody thought that that would be uh, a terrible place for him to go. I thought it was a viable option for and, him. I and thought, massive run game, take right, pressure off him right. as he's and, getting older. And, and who who better to play for in his final years than the guy who would catch touchdown passes for eight, him? Eight for eight. Right? We, and yeah. Makes total comfort sense. Comfort level. Makes total sense. If, if the East Coast and being close to, you know, the East Coast and family was important to him right there in Nashville. I mean, I'd forgotten about the FaceTime. That's a really important. Uh, I just remember that. All of this. Never, yeah. I mean, that, that was lit. And everyone's like, that's, it was nothing. It was, you know, it was just crazy. Don't read anything into it, even though Tom is up for grabs. You forgot all about that. Yeah. 844 204 Rich is the number to dial. Coming up in the next hour, we'll take your phone calls. And if you're on hold, please stay on hold. We'll take your calls for sure. Um, Michael Wilbon's going to join us. Cannot wait to ask him um, who he thinks, I guess, that team was. I think maybe just for therapy, he'll say the Bears. <laughs> um, and what he had to, what he thinks of Scottie Pippen flat out saying it's he doesn't have a problem with calling Phil Jackson racist for what he saw as a player in the locker room during practice and obviously putting it into practice by choosing Tony Kukoc over him at the crunch time moment minus Jordan in the Jordanless year of 93-94. How about that? So we'll hit Wilbon on that as well as the actual uh, Valley Oop that he and um, Stephen A. were caught with their jaws on the floor by a fan just shooting the rest It'd of the arena. Amazing. That's one of my favorite shots of last man. week, right? <laughs> So lots to talk about with Michael Wilbon and also Greg Cosell of NFL Films with John Facenda being named as the latest recipient of the Pete Rozelle Award given out to enshrinement for somebody who works in television and radio covering the NFL. So that'll be a fun memory lane stroll with Greg Cosell and you and Michael Wilbon coming up the next hour right here on The Rich Eisen Show. So... Um, how about this moment? You know, my boys are in summer camp. Yep, mm-hmm. right now. Yep. And how long are they? They're gone for a while, right? They are. They're gone for a few weeks. And um, we got you know a note from the camp director okay. about what's going on in the first uh, day of camp. You know, and you look for every ounce of information. Certainly, if your na- your child's name gets mentioned, because this is. There's no FaceTime and there's no iPads. There's no, no emails. There's no nothing. It's all big, one big fat screen detox, which is fantastic. 
Pretty good. So, um, anything. Photograph anything. Just dying for any any sort of morsel. How often do these updates come? Every day. Every day. Pretty cool. So, um, my uh, my kid, uh, the, the, first, uh, the first blog post comes out. And apparently, on the PA system in the morning, there's a sports report. And... <laughs> Four boys did the sports report the first day at camp. And Coop, Coop did the sports report. Hey, all, oh, right. Nice. all right. And awesome. I used to do that in my summer camp days. At Camp Wakanda. This was actually a trails end camp, which is after Camp Wakanda. I went to two camps. Because my parents worked in the camps. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was my group leader for three years. I oh, mean, God. oh, my that God. Been good. Oh, visiting day. <laughs> Visiting day when all the parents would come up and the kids would go crazy because they hadn't seen their parents. (laughs) And I'd just be sitting there. I'm like, this is not a special day. I see my parents every day. And then the parents leave and all the kids are crying in the bunk and they're red eyed and they're crying. And I'm just sitting there at the end of my bed, just looking around. And all of a sudden, they'd eventually just look at me like, why aren't you crying? Oh, that's right. You see your parents every day. (laughs) Great. That was fun. <laughs> but I did it in Trails End Camp. I was one and done. I think I told you this story, but I'll tell it again right here. Uh, I was one and done doing the sports report. They took it away from me after doing it one Just time. Once? Yes, because they thought I purposefully did what I did by accident, which was read the box scores and a particular Phillies third baseman, Uh-oh. soon to make the Hall of Fame one day, homered, and oh, no. I, I, I forgot the... M in Mike Schmidt's last name. So it was as if it was Mike Schmidt's Creek, if you will. That was it for me. Signing off from Trails End Camp.